I hear it's your birthday. How old are you? Well, I... That's great. Would you like us to sing you a special song? Hell no. You got it. Ready, Senor Bivarotti? I'm already... And the one, and the two! You're the birthday, you're the birthday, you're the birthday boy or To vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher, we're in the same place again. We are. We are. <clears throat> we're actually in uh, my undisclosed location, my compound bunker, in New England. If you will. Yeah, my, my compound, my bunker, my panic room, mm-hmm. my safe space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's I feel safe. In. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm good. I'm glad because Thanks. I, you know, I want you to feel safe. Uh, because it's a very special day. It's a, it's a special special celebration. It's a be- special day and a special celebration. That's why we chose to do this episode together mm-hmm. uh, in, in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're wrecking the light already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we decided to do this one uh, together in person because it's a very special day. Yeah. I want to wish a very happy 57th birthday to Aww. John Wayne. Communale. It's his birthday, folks. Let's it's his birthday. Okay, come on. Okay, okay. okay. Alright, look. Thank you. Give him a little pity. Thank you. Pity right. bo- they're giving me pity booze, I think. Pity booze, yeah. T- or titty booze. They're not they're not booing, they're saying boo John Wayne. Ah. <laughs> Well, if you're watching the video of this episode, you will see see that we are together. Uh, You can be watching us sit next to each other rather than watching uh, a split screen of each other, which is actually probably a little bit of the same because usually it's just a line down the center and I'm on one side, you're on one side. But look, now I can reach over to your side. We can smack each other. Yeah, I can reach around to your side. Like, oh. We can do a whole, like, Three Stooges thing. Like, No, I see. I don't know. You're doing it wrong. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, you ruined it. You know what I It could have been really funny. You know what I was thinking about today? No. Dr. Evil. <laughs> Professor Evil Dr. or whatever Evil. his name was. Yeah, yeah, that was no. What was what it? Is it Reverend Father Father, Father Evil? Father Evil. Oh, that's Evil. right, Father Evil. Well, you're always thinking about him. Father Evil is a uh, like a personality. Like a guy. that's mm-hmm. the only way to describe him. He's he's at he is he is at some of the conventions that we've been he's at, at. A lot of them. Uh, he's at a lot of them, but but some of the ones that we've been at, that's how we've run into him. And he's just like an evil priest character. He is. He's just a but priest. But not with from like, anything but himself. No, he's just made it up himself. He's just a priest with like white devil eyes, eyes and long and... fingernails. And uh, yeah, and I guess he does like parties and stuff. You can pay him to appear at parties, but he doesn't really do anything except be what he is. Just yeah, look it's, like it's, that. it's, and, and no shade on Father Evil. No, not at all. If he's just, a listener, shouts out. But we were very confused. We, I'm still confused. Yes. Well, I, I get it. Because I thought maybe but, he came from like a comic yeah, or something. Yeah, I thought maybe he was in a movie or, or something. Like, or, yeah, something. I was like, was he in a movie or, or did he make a movie like in some like small cult film that no one, like none of us had seen? Yeah. Or if a comic book, like you said. 
But no, he's not, he, like you go to his table and he doesn't have any product except like stickers of himself. Yes, and stuff. And, oh, and yeah. he had a bust of himself. That yes, was, he did. He nothing. did. He had a bust of himself. Now, I'm okay. Maybe I am throwing a little shade because come on, who you just have a bust of yourself? Well, who has a bust made of themselves? You, you know? would if you had the money. Of course, I would. There you go. Of course, I would. Mm-hmm. But I have a bust of my, of myself made, who is a real character, not. Father Evil, who is not a real something, you know? He's real enough. We saw him. We're talking about him. Oh, you're fucking right. Yeah. If I had money for a bust, I would get it, but it'd be a of big me? pair of luscious hooters. Yeah? Of marble? No, real bust. A busty uh, oh, woman. Oh, 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 oh man. <laughs> oh, Triana. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> See, dude, you're, you're losing him, man. Yeah, well, you know. I, I stand by what I said. Hooters, hooters, yum, yum, yum. Well, it's my birthday, so... It is your fucking birthday. If I want a bust of myself, I'm going to bust all over myself. <laughs> okay. Well, it's your birthday. I'm letting you smoke marijuana in my house. So that shows it's a special occasion. And Bear let me, too. Yep. She, Bear's, Bear's okay with it. She's all the way on her couch. Marijuana, She's marijuana. Like, I want none of this show. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> that you want none of this show? No, I say bar- <laughs> marijuana, marijuana. Marijuana, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Peanut butter is her marijuana. Uh, I mean, that gets her so high. Good. I gave her yeah. peanut butter this morning. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, from the knife, my bagel, not from my crotch. You're area. goddamn right. Okay? Don't That's not. Don't even try to get silly like that we're not trying to get that kind of silly you said it i then i meant it where's the groan for you and your, your bad jokes huh uh i didn't have any bad jokes okay. the, well, audi- the, audience, the audience it's my like, birthday god damn it that pity that pity <laughs> the bur- yeah they're, like, they're we bur- told them to stop booing so yeah all right <laughs> i'm going back and editing out their booing and groaning <laughs> for me <laughs> on this episode uh so but, yeah so it's my birthday and and, and i'm happy to be here it's cold it is. Yeah, it's supposed just, to snow tonight. I think you had that arranged for my birthday. I did, because I, I'm a snow warlock, mm-hmm. uh, and I, you know, well, sacrificed. That's a, not what they call you in the locker room. I, <laughs> no, they go. They call me Snow White <laughs> when they decorate my face. They call you Snow um, Ball. <laughs> um, uh, no, but no, this has been fun. You've been here for you know a couple of days now. You, you're sort sort of wearing out your welcome, but I'm still happy to have you. Oh, <laughs> You're not at all. I could have you here forever. No, you're, you're a great house guest. You're very considerate. I told him. I said I don't want to wear out my welcome. Uh, he, did, he did. But he's not. No, he's a he's a really good house guest. He he's uh, you know very low maintenance and he's very courteous. He respects the house rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah no and we've been having a lot of fun. We've made uh, crazy promo video videos when we were doing our uh, live show for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, so. We did like a wrestling promo. We did a cooking promo. Uh, they're still funny to watch, even though the live event is over. You can go and check those out. Yeah, they're still up on our YouTube. Yeah. You can check them out. And then also the the footage that's for the opening of the show, uh, we filmed all of that here as well. The mm-hmm. new opening footage, which may or may not be before this episode. It may be ready. It may not. But yes, we are. We're going to be filming that tomorrow because of the snow. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have a happy snow fight. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, we've been wanting to do this for a while, so hopefully it'll be ready. By yeah, the so, this, yeah, this so look for a new yeah. opening, new opening music. And that's something you're going to want to see, not it's just not just here. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be good, but let's not give any more away. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, we've been having a really fun time. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, good food. Like today I had a, a, a 
Philly cheesesteak sandwich that was well, about hold, as big hold, as the earth. You yeah, know? Oh, hold on. Yeah, Chris, we went to go. Chris is like, let's get some sandwiches. It's your birthday. How about a sandwich? And I said, okay. We went to this place, great local place here, an undisclosed uh, yep. bunker. Yep. It's just all, located conveniently, just off the bunker, mm -hmm. actually. Yep. And Chris says, "Give me uh, the, give me the cheesesteak sandwich. Uh, yeah, that one. Whatever, that's fine." And 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 four small Italian men bring out like their <laughs> like their like their pallbearers at a funeral with a coffin. Bring out a sandwich that they're all. They're like, hey, oh, oh, hey, hey, where we put that popping? Like, yeah, luckily, yeah. we had the gate to your truck down already. We did, yes. We threw it in yes. there. Luckily. And, um, yeah. And got it home. And, man, did you, uh, you took it all. I did. That's what she you, said. You opened oh, wide. Wait, that's what he said. I you think. were a yeah. good boy. You I was. took it all down. I was a good boy. I took it. That was 16 inches of a sandwich, you said, right? Yep. Is that right? Took it like a woman. Oh, oh, come on, man. Worse, worse. Come on. No, you can't say that. Come on. That's not in a good way. Okay, yeah. I guess. Or took it like a man. You, you know. Like a man. Yeah. No, you were hungry, though. I was hungry. You came, we were writing. We I was were, a hungry, hungry hippo. We were writing a lot. Here's today. what yeah. we do. You know, you guys, you see us, and you're like, oh, look at these jagoffs. They're fucking around. Well, drinking I mean, that's, beer. that's fair. They're making wrestling, <laughs> wrestling promos. Well, that's they, fair, because that's all true. But. Particularly the part about us being assholes. Well. Especially me. You're right. Well, but no, you're right. Especially Bob. Yeah, but especially. <laughs> but we wrote all day today, not together, like in our own interviews. We were like, hey, yep. we got to get work done today. Yep, yep we did. And so we, we separated. You know, we had a trial separation, and now we're back together. Now we're back together. Mm -hmm. Hmm? It was like 5 o'clock happened, and uh, the whistle blew like at the in the Flintstones. Like yep. I grabbed the, the ass of the bird, and it was like, ah! Yep. You came sliding down the stairs on your bare feet. It's a five o'clock uh, world when the whistle blows. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I came sliding down the banister on my butt, just like whoa. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, I know. And you put that Vaseline in your crack, like I told you. It, it helped because it also makes you run faster. It does. Yeah, you put Vaseline in your ass crack. There's no resistance. This thing oh. of. <laughs> It's like oh. she, you know, you know how like swimmers shave their bodies and yeah. stuff for swimming fast. Just like you. Yeah, but Except I don't. Except you don't do anything. I mean, I do think. I, hey man, I told you style over substance. Yeah, I guess. that is my. Uh, I guess. Okay. Well, it's not like I'm shaving a big fucking beard gut or some shit like that. I'm a fucking decent looking beautiful man oh i see so if you're hairy you're not decent looking no you are no i didn't say that oh, i said if i was a big uh, you know if what if i i don't know I've i'm just done. i don't i'm, I'm off the anyway, reservation uh, it's your birthday and uh we're here together it's my birthday i'm here gonna, to shave myself and we're gonna do all of our favorite segments we're also gonna have some fun surprises some new stuff uh it's mm -hmm. a new year and we're gonna be trying out uh, we've been talking a lot. We've been talking about the different things that we're going to try out in the new year. Stuff we're going to add to the show. Interesting stuff. Experiments. Uh, stuff that I think will be really fun for people. And some stuff that I think will be really irritating and awful. And we'll get angry letters. Which is my favorite stuff that we do on And the, the only way to reach us is by letter at P.O. Box. Chris and John Wayne. P.O. Box. Dot com. Wait, what? 42771 Fake Street. 123 Fake Street. Yeah. Corsicana, Corsican. Corsicana Daily Sun. Nine one two four seven. That's right. Corsicana Daily Sun shining bright for me. 
really bullshit. Really, Joe Shaver, rest in power. Rest in power. Uh, no, but you, the one place you can contact us with your complaints and your uh, praise mm-hmm. and your offers for sex uh, is... The Corey Hotline. The Corey Hotline at... 832-930-1347. He remembered it. Thank you. 832-930-1347. And we're going to be listening to some messages that we have uh, yeah. Later to later in the episode, we have some messages to listen to. We're going to um, totally and if, listen to them. And if you uh, happen to listen to the live show, uh, either when it happened on New Year's Eve or went back and listened to the recording, then you know we had the Corey Hotline open live for people to call in. We did. That's something we're going to uh, bring back uh, at, from time to time. We're going to experiment with that where we won't necessarily – the show won't be live, but we'll let you know via – tweet or facebook whatever that the Corey hotline will be open uh when we're recording the episode That's so you can working. actually call and talk to us and we will uh we'll do it that way as well yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna mess around with that we had a lot of good stuff we did we did in this show come a year i guess we did know? we were all sorts of new experimentation uh and uh yeah yeah we're 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 rocking in 2021 you know we're, we're not taking any shit from it uh in fact we had a little issue on what? the night of uh, New Year's where we were really terrified of uh, oh. 2021 coming. But now we're, we're in 2021, and it's kind of smooth so far. Don't want to jinx anything. But we've made friends. We finally made friends with baby 2021. <coughs> we have made friends. If you're watching the video, you're seeing how this hideous disgusting baby is going to be our prosperous new year <laughs> you get two babies in one <coughs> so. it's like a reverse uh, All right. uh what do you call that centipede uh experiment human human centipede yeah. yeah it's uh you have to watch the video sometimes i forget that most people listen to this it's okay I not watch it um anyway okay that's enough of that so uh so what do you want to tell us like how old are you now you're, you're How 48, old 49. Are you now? I'm 42 years old. 42 years young. And I don't look it. And yes, I am a witch. Mm-hmm. No, you cannot suck my blood unless I have a, a waiver sign. In <clears throat> well, I am 43. Uh, right look at now. me, I'm 43. Tee hee hee. The factory has got the best of me. Uh, so. I, what I wanted to do is, and this is another thing that will only be funny on the video, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to initiate you into 42, because I've been there. Oh, what's the 42 initiation? Well, I'm going to show you. Oh, God. Chris is uh, walking behind me. He's getting something. Uh, he's got a sword. It looks like a He-Man sword of some kind. No, it's a She-Ra sword. It's a She-Ra sword. As you can tell from the little jewel. That's how you know it's for girls. Yeah. Are you gonna... What are you gonna do with that sword? I'm going to knight you as John Wayne 42 you are now 42, you old bastard. Thank you. There you go, I'm done. Thank you. Uh, you I stuck this sword down so you wouldn't see it, just so I could do something that idiotic you know 42 is the new uh day after 41 i like I, how you, i've been told i like how you didn't ask why i have a shear sword let's just keep that as it is why would i ask <laughs> who doesn't have a shear sword 
Look, I've been in your house for a few days now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions I don't need to ask, okay? Yeah, it's probably best if you don't. I prefer to keep my life clandestine. But, uh, <laughs> you know, here's another initiation thing I think we should do. Mm-hmm. What about we... Uh, we turn we turn this little guy loose over here. I think I think it's a good call. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. We're here to party. It is a birthday party. We're so tr- we're here to get turned. We might feel like a little low energy because we've been partying. So we're trying to turn it up. What? Um. So what we're going to do to turn it up is we're going to. I'm sorry. I made a noise. I saw it. Uh, <laughs> much like uh, the Predator uh, from Predator and Predator Two, an equally good sequel. Uh, I collect spines ripped from human bodies. An awesome sequel. Yes. We talked about it's, it's it. Awesome. We talked yes. about it already. But if I may. Yes, you uh, may. If, you if want you to might. stop interrupting me. I, I it's also... my birthday! All right, fine. So that makes it okay for you to have terrible manners and not be mature enough to not have them. So another, another year and you haven't Piece learned anything. Of shit. Still haven't grown up. Um, but anyway, like Predator, I like to rip spines and skulls from human bodies. So I have one here. Uh, that's been sawed off at the cranium, and the spine creates a nice little funnel. So what we're going to do is, John Wayne is going to chug, chug, chug from this spine of this uh, young teenage hitch- hitchhiker that I once knew. Uh, so you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Only funny on the video. <laughs> All right. Well, are you, uh, you going to, you're pouring the beer in? Okay. Is it ready? Yeah, okay. that's that one. That's there. the one? Okay. Chug, 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 chug. He's chugging, folks. He's chugging the mirrors. Very good. Oh, good boy. Good boy. <sighs> Bear. Bear came in as my spotter here. Oh, there's a little bit left in the, uh, in the, in the tip. In oh, the tip oh the it skull. gets stuck in the skull there. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lick it up. Okay. Lick it up. We're going to use that again. That's going to come in. Yeah, I'm just going to put it here so it doesn't get anything wet. Yeah, don't get anything wet, but randomly, you you had told me you are going to bombard me with beer bong. It's going to happen. <laughs> bombard me! Dude, I told... Bombard me! Uh, you know, speaking of beer bong, yes. I told you about how, like, uh, you know, my buddy Reverend Butter that makes ice sculptures and shit mm-hmm. uh, the art is an incredible artist. Yep. He, made, he also made that... Uh, the guitar strap that I showed you. Yes, which is really name. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's just awesome. It's a beautiful awesome guitar strap. He also has a he also has a business called Cavalera Le- Leathers. <clears throat> Shouts out, so check him out. He, he does custom made like belts, holsters, anything made of leather, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, but he would make uh, at, at his shows sometimes he would cut off fucking blocks of ice and mm. make mugs, beer mugs out of them mm-hmm. with a chainsaw and. Give it like fill it with the tecate and give it to someone mm-hmm. in the crowd, and you would chug it out of this ice nice. mug. And then he, you know, I told Joey made those shot blocks for us yes. for all those parties, and I had that big one, big penis one, and we were <laughs> we were we were a shotgunning beers through it at the end of the at the end of the day at the party because the hole at the end had gotten so wide hmm. that that drinking because everyone's mouth was on it, you see, <laughs> and the heat from all of the mouths widened the hole, you see, so. Uh, rather than doing all uh, shots anymore, we were pouring whole beers uh, down it. So, um, uh, so you know, <clears throat> that's what happened, and that reminded me of that kind of. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Have you ever drank also... a beer out of a big ice dick? No, but because it's your birthday, I was going to give you a big dick if you know what I'm talking about. 
Did you get that Richard Nixon print framed for me? Yes. Awesome! It did. Well, actually, it was an autograph of Dick Warlock, who played Michael Myers in part two. But uh, but I can get you a I want a Dick Richard Ward Nixon. one, dude. Dick Ward. Something, something. That's Burt Ward. He oh. played Dick Grayson. I want Dick, uh, you know, oh, wait, what, it, what about, I want the one from Bewitched. I want Dick York. Dick York. Okay. Yeah, I want All that right. guy. And Burt Ward, forget about it, dude. They, I don't need his autograph. Well, he's Robin, dude. I know. He's the only Robin. Name Name someone else who was Robin that was halfway good. I See, don't, you can't do it. I didn't recognize. I, I I never recognized Burt Ward as Robin. Whoa, so then, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yeah, I said it. Whoa, he's had too much of the marijuana poisoning. Never recognized Burt Ward, the great Robin. Well, yeah, that's right, the great goddamn Robin. Fucking dick bag. Okay, well, since it's your birthday, shut up and chug a beer. Shit again! Wow, again, it's my birthday. Again, okay, again, okay, again. Okay, 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 okay. Here it comes, mm-hmm, baby. Here mm-hmm. we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it. Don't want no more of your bullshit. As he chugs from the spine and skull of magic, forty-two years old and chugging like a college student. Nice. Nice! He did oh. it! Chugged an entire beer. <laughs> oh, well, uh, there's the proof of it if you're listening to the Woo! There you have it! Birthday! There you have it. Woo. <sighs> All right. Okay. All right, so we, should we get to the show now? Uh, have we started recording? <laughs> did we start? It's a show! It's We're doing a, a show! show. But you know what? Hey, you know what else we discovered that um, while I've been here? No, what? Or I guess I do, but let's tell me again. What did we discover? What did we discover? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, no. Are you I'm, having a stroke? No, I'm trying to burp again. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was a lot of air. That we uh, we enjoy to sing together songs. We do. We like to have little sing-alongs. Uh, we on uh, New Year's Eve before we did the live show, we were. Rocking out, John Wayne broke out the guitar, and we were singing along. Uh, John Wayne does a lot of country songs, including including a lot of country hits, and uh, I uh, all the hits, none of the shits. That's true, and I also uh, know a lot of these songs. I don't know how to play them on guitar like he does, but I know the songs. Like we both grew up listening to country music, uh, so. Do we have a little surprise for our audience? I think we have a little surprise that we're going to do. I think so. A song together about uh, Cadillacs. Bitches and money, weed. Yeah, and Cadillacs. And playing music. And lonely streets. And getting drunk. And getting drunk. Going to prison and mom. <laughs> David Elko, my man. So, yeah, uh, we're going to do something a little special on this show. For John Wayne's birthday. We hope you all enjoy it. This is the first live performance of Chris and John Wayne, Vital Social Issues and Stuff. Let's rock! <laughs> Girl, you taught me how to hurt real bad and cry myself to sleep. You showed me how this town can shatter dreams. Another lesson about a naive fool who came to Babylon and found out that the pie don't taste 
music The only thing that treats that I call home It's guitars and candlelights Hillbilly music The only thing that keeps me hanging on Enjoyed that, and uh, thanks for indulging us as we swing. Bear, uh, sang like all Yoko. over me. She's like, "Are you okay? <laughs> Where <laughs> is that?" Bear's never heard someone play guitar live before, I don't think. Really, Bear? No, like yeah, like yeah, she was probably very confused by it. But she's glad you're okay, and I'm okay, and she's maybe like, if we right get, between us now. If we have enough beer bongs. I might play um, another one later. Yeah, we can always so. take it out. We can. <laughs> Bear, I need to get back to the. So there you go. There's proof girl. that we're both. Hillbillies that were both drunken hillbillies. Uh, Shh, come on. Yeah, I'm I'm originally from New York, uh, but my I grew up a good portion of my life in Florida. I also lived in North Carolina for a few years, uh, and my mother was very very much into country music. Uh, I was I think I mentioned this before in the show, but I was named after Chris Christopherson, uh, and uh, I grew up listening to Johnny Cash, David Allen Coe, Waylon Jennings, all that stuff, and of course John Wayne. Uh, some don't know this, but not from Texas originally, not born in Texas. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <coughs> See, so uh, uh, all those people call in and saying, like, you know, uh, how great he is because, you know, he's a Southern and I'm a Yankee. He's a fucking Yankee. <coughs> but here's the deal. I only lived there until I was six. Yeah, and then I so moved you're to definitely Texas. a Southerner. So, yeah. like, I, uh, I hate... I'm, I'm not trying to hide it. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm I just love saying the Texas people that, you know. No, you're definitely a Texan. Yeah. Um, no, like... Here's the thing. It's like some people make a big deal about where you were actually born, but it's really where you were raised, the culture that you grew up in. You know, if someone's born in New York City and spends, a rope. <laughs> and spends three days there and then gets moved to Tennessee, they're from Tennessee. I mean, you know, if they spend their whole life in Tennessee, I mean, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Who cares where they were born? You know? Me, though. I'm a proud New Yorker. <laughs> I, I lived there for many years before I moved to Florida, and I despise Florida, so I'm a, I'm a proud Yankee. But I did grow up listening to country music. Yeah, and I also, uh, my my dad listened to country music all the time, like in his yeah. truck, and we'd drive me around, so all of those songs that uh, basically I was listening to at the time when I was super, super little, uh, I know how to play now. So yeah. I just like, those and you play stuck. very well. Oh, baby, thank you. You do. Appreciate plays it. country, plays rock. 
He's a triple threat. There's some Elvis. I, I want to name two Elvis. things. Okay, Elvis. So there, there you go. He's a triple threat. I'm a triple. <laughs> mothers, threat. mothers, lock up your daughters. Mother. John Wayne is on the town. <laughs> mothers want to be me. Daughters want their mothers <laughs> to be with me. And fathers want to and fathers, have sex with you. Fathers want to be cucked by me. Yep. It's my birthday. John Wayne, it's father your birthday. Cuck. So. Father cuck. It, that's kind of like, what if Father Evil pivoted to be Father, father cuck? cuck? He'd get a lot more fun out of his life, I'm sure. Uh, and we don't, please don't Twitter snitch. Don't fucking, oh, at Father Evil, they called you no. Father Cuck. No, no, that's not an insult. No, and me saying like you'd have more fun. Who wouldn't have more fun being a cuck and being like taking other people's women? That's a lot of fun. The cuck is the one that is not. Is it? Fuck. They're the one that's watching. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, sucks. Cu- being a cuck is not a good thing. I dude. retract my statement. Thank then. you, Jesus Christ. Well, then, was, who, was, what are I, they? Well, then what are they? The cucker? The the cuck taker? The cucky? I don't know. I don't think they have a the word. Cucker sucker? Like a prima nocta or something, dude. I don't know. The bastard. <laughs> All right. You know that. Anyway. you know that uh, my uh, other Chris, Jet, Chris Jet, that plays in my band, John Wayne said with me. Yeah, he doesn't exist. I'm we, the Chris. I know, I know. But I'm we, the Chris. Okay, you are the Chris. We had the um, we have this game called Prima Nocta. Did I tell you about it? No. Where okay, is so, it like Monopoly? No, it's where I like Monopoly. We should play Monopoly. Maybe we will, but this is different. This is like where <laughs> if you walk away, if you leave your beer unattended. Like one of us, the other one, or whatever, and our road manager Adam and, and good friend. In it? No, we'll just chug it mm. and put it back, and you come and you pick up an empty beer, and you have to buy your own new beer. That's the rule. Whoa, that's so Prima funny. Nocta. And uh, man, so many people would get mad at us for doing that. So we had because to. We had to. You're being a thief. We had to tighten the circle around who who was playing the game because yeah. a lot of people get upset when you do that. Yeah, because they don't know stealing. how to play a game. Because you're, because you're stealing. Because I'm stealing? You're stealing their beer. You didn't tell them you were going to drink your beer, and you drank it, and it belonged to them. It wasn't you know, yours. You stole it. You know, maybe you are a cuck, dude, the way you talk. You don't know how to fun, have fun. I don't get cucked. You don't want to prima nocta somebody? I'm the cuck sucker. I'm the one who does the, the cucking, not prima the cuck is I'm the cuck, the prima cuck nocta whore, not the cucky. Shouts out, prima nocta. Dude, prima nocta is fun, because even like... Why is it called that? We just called it that. Because what it, prima nocta it is... It means nothing. <laughs> no, prima nocta is when, you know, you the king would declare prima nocta uh, in the old day, in the medieval times, and he'd mm. fuck your wife before you got to. Oh, that's what that's called? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's why we called it prima nocta. It was like, yeah. you're drinking your beer. That's a good name for it, And yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. do anything about it, but buy yourself a new beer. That's a that's a good name, yeah. My friend Bobo, shouts how great, out... How great to be king. Shouts out, yeah, <laughs> shouts out to Bobo. Um... He got me. He got me at one of our shows. He he left a beer on purpose. Like, uh, I wasn't even paying attention, and someone was like, "Dude, Bobo's beer's behind you." And I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" And I grabbed it and went to chug it, and he had filled it with uh, jalapeno pickle brine. Oh, nice! Well <clears throat> done, sir. So I got like two sips in, and I was just like, <laughs> and he like stepped out from where he was. He's like, ha 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 ha, man. And I was like, all right, Bobo, you that's got me there. That's fucking great. That's a good there. booby trap. And you can admit, you know, see that? And that's what makes the game fun. Yeah. And what makes it even more fun is once you once you start playing it, it's it, it's it's like a, I don't know, it's 
you, you don't want to leave your beer alone because you know it's going to get yeah, pre-monocted. Because you know your quote-unquote friends are going to ruin your beer. Man, you know what, dude? You don't know how to have fun. What's up? You never played Am I lying? Am I wrong? Did am you I never wrong? drink? Yeah, am I no, wrong? you're just an asshole, dude. Well, that's, but am I wrong? That's what's going to happen. It's of a course game. You're, I didn't oh, say it man. wasn't. I didn't say it wasn't a game. I said you're not going to leave your beer around because your asshole friends are going to, you know, put jalapenos in it or drink it all. The game is they drink it. Yeah. Okay. And you have to buy your new Well, one. that's that's a really good story. You know what, man? I'm it's, not being this condescending. This is my birthday. I'm not being condescending. It sounds like it. Okay, well, I, uh, sorry if it sounded far, sarcastic. But sorry if it sounded sorry sarcastic. Sorry if it sounded forfastic. That's okay, man, I know. A lot of people, it's a lot funny. of people do not like that game. I wouldn't, but it's funny to hear about. The people who do, uh, they know who they are, and they're precious to me. Well, you know what I love? What do you love? Nothing. So don't be so upset that I don't care about your stupid game. I, I've lost my ability to feel love. It's the only game I play. <laughs> Well, I've got Monopoly, so we're going to play Monopoly. Uh, you know, Do you dude, have, dude, like, dude, it's Simpsons Monopoly. I was about to say, is it a themed Monopoly? Dude, fucking A, what am I, an asshole? It's yeah. Simpsons Monopoly. No, We've got to play. we got to get fucked up and Ass- play Simpsons Monopoly. Is it Asshole Monopoly? I don't know what that is. I don't know either. It's Is that a brand, like Asshole Monopoly, where like free parking is an asshole and Boardwalk is an asshole? <laughs> and Baltic Avenue is an asshole? It's all assholes. You're an asshole. I know. I'm a pewter asshole. That's what they have in Asshole Monopoly. All right. So now that we've babbled on and we've... Uh, oh, sorry. Now that we've babbled on and we've uh, sang about Babylon, uh, oh, see what I did yeah. there? Yeah. I think it's time we get into our topics. What do you think? I think so. Okay. So that brings us to our first topic, which is Book of the Week. <laughs> Book of the week. Book of the week. Fucking week. Book of the week. Book. All right. Book of the week. This is my turn. It's your turn to read it. I'm excited about this book of the week, though, because this book of the week is a book by a very special friend, and so we're going to talk about it. Thanks. Thanks for the setup, dude. Anyway, <laughs> I, I was trying to fill the dead air while you smoked weed and pulled it up on your phone. It's not dead air, dude. And as you cough and burp and fart into the microphone, which is just what listeners want to hear. Uh, actually, I've got the emails that say if you could burp, fart, and cough more into the microphone, we'd love it. Yeah, but you wrote those emails. Fair enough. So, <laughs> the book of the week. Book Bel- of the week. Book of the week belongs to, uh, 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 like I said, like like Chris said, friend, great friend, friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, friend of uh, friend of man, not friend to Butterfinger or its new recipe all right, maker. All right, all right, but with uh, the Butterfinger and the chopping okay. mall. Let's just get to it. Oh, okay. I oh, excuse me. Uh, the joke is old. You know what? You're old, dude. I know, but you know what? You're old. You just turned 42. Yeah, it's like... How, do you, how does that feel? Your fucking opinion. Oh, oh, is that a cobweb? Why don't you write some more jokes, cuck? Is that a cobweb anyway, in your armpit? Is that a what? A cobweb in your armpit, because you're so old. Yeah, no, it's a cobweb in my armpit, because yeah. I'm Spider-Man, bitch. Oh, okay, okay. Is Spectacular that why Spider-Man. Is, why, is that why there's all those all that dust around your dick and balls? Yeah, it's, fi- you, it's fairy dust, pixie why you, dust. Why don't you dust that shit off once in a while? Use it once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, book of the week. Book God damn of it. Book of the week. 
our good buddy Wesley Southern, Cruel Summer. It uh, came out about a week ago. He can half it ago on uh, Death's Head Press, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, shouts out to them as well. Shouts this, out. This book was originally published in a limited edition hardback uh, books by Thunderstorm Books. Shouts out to mm -hmm. them and Paul. Um, and uh, I, I just want to read the back. But, but but now it's available. Now it's available in paperback, on paperback. E book. It's it's available. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's now. That's what I was saying. It originally came out like that, but now it's available. On the paperback and and what and all of the things from uh, Dead Death Said Press. It's true. Here's a description. Melissa Braun is a broken woman, only wanting what's best for her family. She's willing to do whatever it takes to mend her fractured relationship with her abusive boyfriend. In a last ditch effort, she hopes the sun and sand of a much needed Florida vacation will bring them and her son closer together. Patrick Braun is a demoralized kid, quiet and sullen. He only wants his mother to see her boyfriend's torment as it cripples everything he loves. After years of silence, he refuses to stand by and let the abuse continue to tear them apart. Hoyt Rainey is a vile man. Unable to keep his hands to himself, he finally takes his anger one step too far. Only this time... He finds himself on the receiving end of his own punishment. Down and down he goes, plunging deeper to the dark blue abyss of the sea. Melissa and Patrick finally believe they are safe. The trouble now behind them for good. They are wrong. Gods never really stay dead. They only lie in wait. And when a beast as old as time discovers Hoyt, he too won't stay gone for long. The nights grow darker, the water flows colder, and the cruelty of summer lives on. I was, um, I was animating that. For you were doing interpretive uh, dance behind. I was, uh, yeah, I was doing sign language. That's yeah. sign language. I know. That's what I was doing. So, yeah, so that's that's out now from Death's Head Press, Wesley Southern. Yes. Cruel Summer. Cruel Check it out. Book of the summer. Week. Yep. Uh, I, and uh, I, I love it, the cover, because it's, like a, a, it's like a man shark. Like, the alternate title of this was Land Shark, but then Saturday Night Live sued Wes. Uh, and he wasn't able to use it. Oh yeah, because yeah, and plus he had to change that whole prologue where he had like Candy Graham. Yeah, like and the, Chevy Chase. The cruel summer was the, was in, the cruel yeah. summer was bringing Candy Graham. It was being everybody. Yeah, it was yes, and Chevy Chase was uh, the name of the lead character. Yeah, and little known fact, like you guys don't get this kind of. This is how you get the inside scoop. Inside you know, scoop. behind this is the inside baseball. Inside scoop. Behind writing. You know, here you go. Yep. So. Yep. Wesley Southerd is the pen name of Chevy Chase. Oh, remember that Chevy Chase movie where he went to the farm to write a book? Funny Farm. Funny Farm. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that's that's Wait, like... was that Wes? Yes. All right. Well, that's enough about him. It was him. Wes before he was even born. Wow. <laughs> Which is really impressive. I told you he was good. Hmm. I told you he was good. Hmm. Before he was born, he was starring in movies. Uh, okay, anyway. so anyway, anyway. What? That brings us to our next segment. Our next segment. That's it right. It does. It does. Uh, and this is on done. you. It's on me. It's on me. And I picked out something very special because it's your birthday. Mm -hmm. um, so I hope you all are ready for a very special Ridiculous Reads. 
ridiculous can you get? Ridiculously. Ridiculous. Ridiculously ridiculous. So yeah, I've got uh, a very special one lined up. And even though we're in the same room, I've hidden this in a box. Yes, I have not seen it. Yes, he has not seen it. I've hidden it in a box because it's a very special... I've been locked away in a soundproof chamber for the last, <laughs> for last, the last round of the game. For the last ten years, which is kind of cruel, but, you know, it's his birthday. So Almost like out. a cruel summer by Wesley Southern. Cruel summer. Now you're... Oh, God, well, I can't sing too much. We'll get sued. Even though we did an entire Dwight Yoakam song. Black anyway, Summer! Dirty Black Summer! That's the sequel. Uh, from what I've been told, it's Dirty Black Summer. Yeah, and then there's The Summer Knows. Co-written by and, Danzig. Yes, co-written by, by Glenn Danzig. Because uh, as we all know from Veronica, he really knows how to write a story. Um, anyway, on to... Sarcasm, folks. That is. I love Danzig. I love him very much, but man, that movie's bad. In the best possible way. I totally recommend you watch it. Anyway, we, we, we should, should watch, watch that. that. I should show it to you. Uh, yeah, we haven't... We should, yeah, we're going to yeah, watch that. Yeah, you haven't this. seen we're it. Gonna oh, we're going to watch that. We're going to watch that tonight. That's Watching your birthday present. Tonight. That's your fucking Girl. birthday present. Fuck yeah. Even though I gave you a bunch of presents. You did. You gave me a bunch of presents. I did. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Look, we're anyway, ridiculous yeah, we are. Ridiculous read. So, I picked out a very special one. I hope that you're excited about it. This is a ridiculous read. Uh... Covers off of it. Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part, Part 6. That's what I'm going to read right now. Whoa. Jason Lives. Okay, yes, so this is post-Roy. We've just come off of we've Roy. We've just come off of Roy. And all of the Roy lovers and have, as have usual, piled into the theater for this, expecting, as, hoping Roy to be the next, and then they find out. And then they get this. Let down. Well, I'm sorry if this is a let down. I picked no, it up no, just no. for you. I thought it was going to be nice, but you know what? You're dissing it already. I'm not. I'm saying, I'm <laughs> trying to say at the time when this came out, all the Roy lovers which were into theaters, which were no one, by Thinking the way. that he was no, going no, to No, 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 no. People hated Roy. You, you know, know this. what, dude? No, no, come on. Haters hated Roy. You know you know I'm a Roy boy. We I are know. the Roy We're boys. We're Roy boys. But let's face the facts. Like people didn't give Roy the proper respect at the time. No, they didn't. No, we were ahead of the curve. You know, people hated Roy. No shit we were. Yeah, people fucking hated Roy. So that was one of the reasons they called Shame this movie part, uh, part six uh the Jason. Movie, yeah, Jason. They called it Jason, Jason Lives. Yeah. To make sure everyone knew it was fucking Jason, because everyone was so pissed that it wasn't Jason in part five. Um but anyway, uh, Jason lives. Oh God forbid! We God, take for, away God forbid! God forbid! God forbid! You think it's Jason the entire time until the last three minutes yeah. of the movie. God forbid! Oh. It's like the best fucking movie ever, and uh, but then oops, it's not Jason. Who fucking cares? It's a great movie. It's the quintessential Friday Thirteenth, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, and in John Wayne's opinion, but Thank anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Jason lives. <laughs> Jason Lives is still a really fun movie. It it's is. It's really good. I like, um, I, mean, I like it a lot. Uh, and a lot of people don't like the whole... Uh, are you okay? <laughs> Marijuana. Fucking A. It's going to make you die. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so Jason Lives uh, is, uh, is, is, is... Stop that. You're making me laugh. What? <laughs> You're making me laugh. I'm trying to talk. Um, you did a whole interpretive <laughs> dance behind me while I re- read the synopsis. Yeah, but you held it together. <laughs> Um, uh, keep <laughs> so, it together. Keep it together. Um, so yeah, uh, J- Jason lives. Is uh, it's a lot of people don't like the whole like tool belt Jason, you know, like because he's got this whole like tool belt and he's right. got like the gloves on and everything. A lot of people don't like that, but I fucking like that. I thought it was a fun little thing that they added that made this Jason more unique. You know, like he has these all these tools on him. He's like a fucking like Batman utility belt basically. Yeah. Um, and it, it has some really fun kills. It has some really fun moments. This is uh, one of those... Uh, th- this is the first one I think that is really meta. Like, in the opening of it, uh, 
like the opening credits, Jason points like a spear gun at the camera, and they do like the whole eye thing, uh, like or, like, or up, like 007. Yeah, like so it's like it's like very clearly being very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I'm gonna read from Jason Lives uh, in a dedication and to your birthday. Who plays Jason in this movie? This I way? don't know. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, I know that Kane Hodder came after after, after this. this. Like yeah. came in the New Blood was his first one. Um, I don't remember the name of the guy who plays Jason, but anyway, there's a scene in the movie. Uh, by the way, this is the one that has uh, your favorite uh, soundtrack of all time, where it has uh, uh, Cooper. "Man Behind the Mask" by yeah. Alice Cooper. That's from this one. Shouts uh, out! Shouts out, Nick P. And shouts out, Alice Cooper. Um, there is a, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned Nick P. We almost didn't mention him within the, the, the opening of the show, so thank you. Forty six um, minutes in, gets his first shout out. He finally gets a shout out. Yes, because you know if you didn't talk about him, it wouldn't be a show. You're such a jealous little cuck. Yeah, uh, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm not really jealous. It's just like you had said it yourself on one of our shows. We're like, geez, it sounds like I'm married to him. You, you really do. You, t- well, you, you mention him way more than you mention your wife. Way more. Well, I spend a lot more time with him than I do with my wife. Yeah, and maybe you should think about that. Anyway, well, uh, <laughs> anyway, maybe you don't know how to make a marriage last, my friend. <laughs> Wait. Wow. Never mind. Wow, that hurt. We're both divorced. That hurt. Anyway, um... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, that hurt. Anyway, Did it really? A little bit. No! Anyway, anyway uh... So, uh... As he's in... As he's breaking my heart, I'm going to read something special for his birthday. Piece of shit. Uh, oh, I'm the piece of shit. I don't make fun of your pain. Uh, anyway, uh... So... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I never have. Anyway, uh, uh I wasn't making Jason, fun of your pain. Weren't you though? I wasn't. Jason lives. Uh, there's a scene. There's a scene in Jason lives, and I'm really glad because I just kind of skimmed the the novel because I'm not reading this fucking novel. Uh, by the way, this is from the Mum Library. Love you, Tom. Uh, shouts out. Shouts out, Tom. Uh, so juice. anyway, there's a scene in this movie that I really love where uh, there's this couple. Uh, his name, like the guy's name, is something dumb. It's it's court, C O R T court. Like That's my, an awful my son's name. name is also court. court. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think you're the only court around? Come along, court. court. Uh, but anyway, the guy's name is Court, and the chick's name is Nikki, and they're having a. F- we're a, out of court license plates. We're all out. <laughs> anyway, they're having a, um, uh, a court, and Nikki, and Nikki's kind of a randy. Uh, girl, uh, and uh, in my experience, girls named Nikki are kind of randy. Wait, 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 is it spelled in a KK? KK. KKY or I? KKI. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's you know. those, those are the randy It's like the chicks. difference between the Sarah with an A or Sarah with an H from the Bible. Like, the A one is a whore. And the ones that are S-E-R-A, super whore. Wow, that's not even a real word, so yeah. Oh, it is. No, I've met them. Well. And fucked them because they're super whores. Oh my anyway, gosh. oh my gosh, <laughs> where's ah. the boo button? <laughs> where's the groaner? Um, okay, groaner. <laughs> this is what happens when we're Bear in the same is room. supposed to be working the soundboard. Bear, where what? are you? She's asleep. Oh god damn it! I gave her, I gave her a little uh, chewy bone. She's asleep. Um, all right. So anyway, miss him for something? No, that's not a, a Bill Cosby. Uh, you know. Uh, euphemism, a dreamy bone. <laughs> dreamy bone. No, no, there's this, there's a product called Dream Bones. <coughs> there's a product called Dream Bones. They're very good. This is not sponsored content. Uh, no, I really, I, I, I want to give them free advertising because they are uh, chew bones for dogs that last a good amount of time, but they're not rawhide, and rawhide can be very hard for dogs to 
uh, digest. Uh, this is like new science that people have learned over the, the recent years. Uh, you know, rawhide isn't so bad for some dogs, but some dogs have sensitive stomachs. So I recommend Dream Bones. She likes the sweet potato, uh, but she also likes anything. She likes garbage. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, back to Ridiculous Reads. She Jesus likes Christ. the nightlife, baby! We were listening to that uh, earlier. Yeah, uh, so anyway, in this scene, and by the way, this scene also has an Alice Cooper song, which isn't as famous as The Man Behind the Mask. There's a little song called Hard Rock Summer, which is featured in this scene that I'm about to read. Uh, and it's only available on the Alice Cooper box set, Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper, which I have available now in stores. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this anyway. That uh, is brand new content, by the way. Yes, it is, it is. Alice Cooper pays us. Just be careful with... Uh, um, okay, I'm, tr I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, stuff. yes. Um, I just didn't get the light here. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to move the mic a little bit over so I can do this. Uh, so anyway, in this scene, Court and Nikki are in the... Court. <laughs> I know, it's a stupid name. So they're in the, uh, they're in the RV, and they're uh, having a little fun. Uh, but little do they know, uh, Jason is outside, and he's ready to have fun of his own. So here we go. This is from Jason Liz, Friday the 13th, Part 6 a novel by Simon Hawke based on the screenplay written by Tom McLaughlin. The RV reverberated with the blasting sound of rock music at full volume. In the heavy fog... See that full volume rock music? That's Alice Cooper. I in, like the, night <laughs> in the heavy fog, the bright lights from the windows of the motorhome beamed out like lasers at a rock concert. The motorhome campground on the edge of town was isolated, deserted except for the lone RV. It was the beginning of the summer, and there weren't any tourists yet. Forest Green did not get many tourists anyway. It was a small, quiet town where nothing much ever seemed to happen, something Nikki had been only too well aware of. The town was dead. She couldn't wait to get away for college. She had been resigned to yet another boring, uneventful summer when she had seen that cute boy with the long hair outside the grocery store while she was making a phone call to one of her girlfriends. Court had noticed her immediately. They had driven into town to pick up groceries. There had been a girl standing at the phone mounted on the wall outside the store, beside the Coke machine. She had taken Court's breath away. She was dressed in a short-sleeved white blouse with no bra, faded blue jeans, and high heels. And you're over here texting. You're over here texting. I'm reading a special book just for you for your birthday, and you're playing on your phone. I'm trying to... You don't love me. You don't love me. I'm trying to document this, actually. I took a video of you. Okay, good. Reading. You okay, good job. fucking asshole. Okay, good. Uh, so, anyway, Coke machine. She had taken Court's breath away. She was dressed in a short-sleeved white blouse with no bra, faded blue jeans, uh, faded blue jeans and high heels. She had long legs, and her jeans were so tight they looked painted on her firm flesh. Oh, man, I'm getting, I'm getting a little hot on the <laughs> collar here. Hey, have you ever heard that, uh... I'm reading... Have you heard that phrase, like, she had, her jeans looked like they were painted they were on? painted on. I hadn't heard that until I was probably like 29 or something. You know what phrase I like even better? Just poured into those jeans. I do like that too. That's even better. Yeah. I like that. You're right. Uh, Court You're right. Had, you right. Court had told the girls that he would wait outside and watch the car, that's in quotes, while they went in and shopped for groceries. 
Then he had gotten out, swaggered a few steps, and leaned against the front fender, staring openly at the girl. She had noticed him, and she had stared right back while she continued speaking, tossing her long hair, flirting with her body. She had played with her flimsy blouse, slowly unbuttoning the top several buttons, and running her fingers up and down between her barely concealed abreasts, while she kept her gaze locked with his. Court found that he was having trouble breathing. When she was finished talking, she hung up the phone and turned away from him. She tore a page out of the telephone book, mounted on a swivel by the wall, and wrote something on the torn-out page. Then she folded it and stuck it up behind the receiver. She went back toward her car, rolling her hips, tossing her head, not looking at him. She got in and started the black Honda CRX, then pulled around and drove right past him without another look. Court sprinted across the parking lot and plucked the folded-up telephone book page out from behind the receiver. On it, written in bright red lipstick, was the name Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, and a phone number. Hot. So hot. Beneath that, scrawled with a flourish, was a bright red question mark. Court couldn't believe it. He still couldn't believe it as he looked up, looked up at her naked body while she straddled him, her pelvis rocking and thrusting against him to the rhythm of the blaring music, which is Alice Cooper. Uh, her head was thrown shouts back. Out. Shouts out. Her head was thrown back, her eyes closed, her teeth biting her lower lip as she moaned with pleasure. Mm. Jesus, thought Court. <laughs> Come along, Court. I can't believe this is happening, and this is only the beginning of the summer. Oh, wow. They're the best, said Nikki, riding him in perfect time to the driving beat. The best! You gotta keep it up till the end of the song. Oh, I'm trying, Court said, gasping. How much longer? Nikki lowered her head close to his ear. Her tongue flicked out and licked his earlobe. Just ten more minutes, she said, her voice husky. Court's eyes grew wide. Ten minutes? Jesus, if he tried to keep this up for another ten minutes, oops, he'd have oh, he'd had a heart... He, I, I, I actually dropped the book here. Ten minutes? Jesus, if he tried to keep this up for another ten minutes, he'd have a heart attack. The top of his head was about to blow off. Which head? Is, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah they don't yes, specify. They don't specify. It's, I imagine it's in the line of the reader's mind. Yes. Maybe if he could distract himself, think of something else multiplication tables or something two times two is four two times four two is times eight is this four. is actually says this uh, uh two <clears throat> times eight is 16 two times eight is, christ what the fuck was two times 16 he felt nikki's muscles contract and squeeze him tightly and he almost died oh god no not yet he sounds like urkel he thought please no not yet Two times, Laura, Laura, Laura. No, it doesn't say that. Oh. Two times one is two. Two times two is four. Two times three is six. And now we cut to another scene. Jason stood on the edge of the motorhome campground, watching the swaying RV. The driving heavy metal music was echoing through the deserted, shadowy parking lot. His eyes narrowed slightly. He began stalking toward the motorhome. Court didn't think he would survive the guitar solo. With each screaming note, they slammed against each other, panting like wild animals, and Nicky's moaning little cries were driving him insane. 
Court didn't know if he could last much longer. He was on the very edge. Christ, he thought. Thank God this isn't a Grateful Dead tape. <laughs> and he's saying that for many reasons, because they're, they're horrible. <laughs> yeah, but how long? He's listening to it like a rock song. Why did she say ten more minutes? Maybe he's saying they got a DeVita. I don't know. I, that's what I didn't understand. Like, what the yeah, fuck are I they listening know. to? I don't know. They might as well be listening to Fish or whatever. Might as well. <clears throat> Jason reached down to the power outlet outside the motorhome grabbed the cord and tore it out with a violent jerk. The cord broke, leaving the plug sparking in the outlet. The music coming from inside the RV ceased instantly, and all the lights went out. Oh, fuck, said Nicky. Oh, yeah, moaned Court. <laughs> Wait a second, I'll... Uh, Court, you didn't already. I thought that was the end of the song. Great, said Nikki, frustrated, her mood ruined. Just great. How long does this lovemaking scene last in the uh, movie? Not long. Uh, okay. In fact, one of the the one big shame of uh, Jason Lives is that it's one of the only uh, Friday Thirteenths with no nudity. What? Uh, as far as I remember, that's the one. That, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyway, even though there's this scene in it, so maybe I'm mixing it up with another one. I don't know. Uh, anyway, she got off the bed and put on her coat, stumbling through the RV in the darkness, groping for the AC power switch. If this thing is burned out, she said, friggin' Horace will ground my butt. Ground her butt? Court sat up. Who's Horace? My freaking stepfather, an asshole in residence, said Nikki in a disgusted tone. She flipped the switch several times with no result. She went to the window, pressed her face against it, and looked out, trying to see the power outlet. In the moonlight, she saw the power cord lying on the ground below. How did that happen? she said. Court pulled the blankets up around himself. What? Go out and plug the cord back in, she said. What? Who pulled it out? Nikki brushed past him. Smokey the freaking bear. I don't know. Just go do it. Court sighed and started getting dressed. God, he thought, this girl is beautiful and dynamite in the sack. But she is also a pain in the fucking ass. We've all been there, Court. Uh, that's not, that's my own commentary. Oh, okay. um, <clears throat> he buttoned up and headed toward the door. He opened it cautiously and poked his head out, looking around. The motorhome was surrounded by thick mist, and the night air had turned cold. Ominous black storm clouds gathered across the sky. Will you hurry up? Nicky snapped from uh, behind him. I gotta get back uh, before Horace finds out I took it. All right, all right, said Court, jumping out. He walked around the RV, looking all around him, suddenly nervous about being all alone out in the middle of nowhere. If somebody was playing games here, it wasn't very funny. He found the power cord and picked it up, staring out into the drifting fog. Without looking at it, he reached down to plug it back in, and then he noticed the frayed end and the torn-out plug still stuck in the socket. His breath come out in a sharp hiss. What the hell? He turned around and knocked into the body right behind him in the dark, and he jumped away in fear. But it was Nikki. What are you doing? She said, irritated. Then she saw the cord. What happened to it? Court handed her the cord. I don't know, he said, caught in a wave of fear. But unless you want to look exactly like it, I say we make this place a memory. 
He headed back to the door. Nikki looked at the torn cord in her hands, then looked up and started out. Uh, it says started, but I guess they mean stared out into the fog. She couldn't see more than a few feet in front of her. <clears throat> she gulped and hurried after Court. He was standing in the door of the RV, looking out into the fog. I think someone's out there, he said nervously. He suddenly remembered that the guy back in the sheriff's He suddenly remembered that guy back in the sheriff's office. What if it's Jason? Nikki looked back over her shoulder fearfully. The quiet woods suddenly seemed threatening. She imagined she saw a shape standing out there in the fog. I don't want to know, she said, pushing Court into the motor home and hurrying inside after him. She slammed the door shut and locked it. Court jumped into the driver's seat and reached for the ignition. He turned the key, anxious to leave the deserted lot, feeling extremely vulnerable. The RV wouldn't start. He looked up at Nikki and gulped. The damn thing was running perfect before. This can't be, he said. Nikki made a face and shook her head. It isn't, she said. She reached out and calmly turned the power switch over to battery. Court tried the ignition again, and this time the RV started right away. The big motor, running smoothly, relieved, Court looked up at Nikki and grinned, feeling foolish. Are you going to drive or not, Nikki said impatiently. And I'll leave it at that because you seem restless. I'm just cracking my back. Okay, well, I'm continue. Well, wh how, how much longer are you going for? <laughs> I was going to go to the, like, right here. Go. Okay. Court made a face and shifted into reverse. He pressed down hard on the gas Fucking pedal, cuck. and the RV <laughs> lurched backward. <laughs> Nikki lost her balance and fell onto the floor. Various loose items fell off several of the counters. Court didn't give a damn. He just wanted to get out of there. It had seemed like a nice, secluded, romantic spot when they arrived, but now the place was giving him the creeps. Nikki struggled to her feet as Court spun the wheel the other way, and the motorhome lurched around again, throwing her toward the rear of the camper. She lost her footing and fell back on the bed. Court laughed loudly as the RV raced down the dirt road, <laughs> its shocks bottoming out as it bounced over the enormous potholes. Nikki was furious. Enough things had gone wrong already without this guy wrecking her old man's RV. She didn't even want to think about how she would explain it to him if the thing tipped over in the middle of the road. That's it, she said, getting back to her feet. Pull over, I'm driving. Court reached for the radio, switching it on and turning the volume dial, dial way up. No way, he said. I want to rock! Rock! <laughs> he grinned, bouncing up and down in the seat, swaying to the music. Nikki started to head toward him. Jason flung open the bathroom door, and Nikki gasped as she felt herself grabbed and yanked violently back into the bathroom. The door slammed shut behind her. And I'm going to stop there so I don't spoil the scariness. Uh, so if you want to continue this riveting tale, uh, you can either hunt down Jason Lives, Friday the 13th Part uh, 6, the novel by Simon Hawk, which is probably very expensive, uh, or you can just watch, watch, the movie. The movie. watch the movie. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. Even though I'm sure this reading made you want to read the book. Uh, so thank you for indulging me. I know that was a little long, but it is your birthday. That's and what I she said. Uh, it is. It's almost my sandwich. Um, Dude, your sandwich was more than a little long. It was. It was big. That was like Johnny Holmes. That was two Johnny that was, Holmes. That was, dude. And well, that was the name of it. The John Holmes. The John Holmes double is what they, they call that. They should have. <laughs> if it. I know you're joking, but I. If. I would 
always buy my groceries at a sandwich shop that called a sandwich the John Holmes. Okay, so uh, that brings us to our next segment, the Corey Hotline. Uh, and so we've got a few calls that we've got that we have to answer. So we're going to go That's ahead right. and jump right into those. And if you would like to call the Corey Hotline, you can reach us at 832-930-1347. And you can leave a message and we will play it and talk to you as well. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Let's get into our first message here. John Wayne, Chris, this is Joe Sokovich. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. In the Gremlins movies, mm-hmm. they're all set in the winter time, aren't they? Yes. How come the Gremlins aren't affected by the snow? Mm. Like, how come they don't get wet and spawn more? You never see that in the movies. I just wanted to ask you guys that question. Maybe you guys have an answer. All right. Good luck. Have fun. Happy holidays. Happy holidays Happy to holidays, you, too, Joe. Joe. Thanks, man. Uh, Joe is a... Uh, uh, an old friend of mine from way back, man. We've known each other since we were like 14. Uh, and so, shouts out, Joe. Uh, that's a good question. That is a good question because yeah. it seems that it should. It's water. Yeah. Like, yeah. that. they should go out in the snow and just start popping babies off their back like crazy. Yeah. Like, when he jumps in, in the pool, the YMCA, and, like, it should be kind of almost that type of Yeah, like popping thing. babies out like a 12-year-old at a trailer park. Interesting, but uh, I, re- I I agree, with Joe. Like I I wish I had an answer that, but you this well, makes total sense to me. It does, it does. But the thing about the Gremlins movies is it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The rules don't make any sense anyway. Uh, like it's always know, after midnight somewhere, right? Well, thank you for stealing my thunder. Oh my I was just God. about to Dude, say you it. Have but, you have know. to take all of the credit for everything. No, I just, like, you have to interrupt me for everything. Yeah, I do. That's how conversations anyway, work, dude. No, not not adult conversations don't end with constant interruptions. You let someone finish, you listen, and then you speak. You don't just wait for your turn to speak or just interject when you want to speak. Just I interject inter- right away. I do just, not. You just interrupt. I'm not waiting. You just interrupt all the time. Exactly. <laughs> if I have something to say... <laughs> Which you usually don't. It's usually just stone gibberish. Anyway, yeah, uh, okay. they say don't Great feed the show. Everyone, they don't. Say, they say don't feed the gremlins after midnight, right? But like, what time zone does it matter? You know, like Eastern Standard Time, or is it you know West Coast time? Is it time in Australia? Who the fuck knows? Uh, so the the loser, the rules are kind of loose, but it's a fun, funny movie. Um, uh, I recommend if you see a gremlin, you piss on them. And that way they multiply, but they have your genes, so you control them. At least that's what I think will happen. You're allowed to talk now. May I speak now, Your Majesty? Uh, <laughs> I think that, yeah, it is. Uh, the Gremlins is a story that you have is a magical realism type thing where you have yeah. to suspend your disbelief to those and, and believe like the rules that yeah. the universe kind of falls into. And I think you know it. You you can do that easily with Gremlins because it's such a good story and movie yeah. so it's not like a stretch for you to be like okay but that makes total sense it I, does. Do, I do it's have a, to stay they, legit, sh- they absolutely yeah. should multiply in the snow they should i think um here's the other th- here's the other thing with gremlins though, what is, is the other thing well just real quick i like i love the fact that uh that you know there's this family the mom the dad and the son and it's the mom who's the badass ass kicker. Like she has that great scene where she chops up the gremlins and yeah. throws them in the microwave and the blender. With the knife. Yeah. Uh, it's such an awesome scene, and I just I I've always loved that it's like the middle aged housewife mom who kicks the gremlins' ass more than anybody else in the movie. I think that's fantastic. I love her. 
Well, and the dad invented the bathroom buddy. Not as cool as her kicking all that gremlin ass, but, but yes, he did. All right, next caller. Far out, man. All right, uh, here's our next caller. Here we go. Hello again, Chris and John and Wayne. C. Derek Miller here. Got a quick question. I know you guys have been in this business for quite a while. As a fellow rider, I'm slowly learning through trial and error not mm-hmm. to pay attention to my own reviews. Yes. I know that the horror industry has kind of started this thing now where a lot of reviewers and fans are leaning toward, uh, I guess, being triggered by mm-hmm. things in, in the things that they're reading. I have yet to hear what you two gentlemen, being who you are in this industry, have to say about such things. So, uh go. Let, let me know. I would love to hear what Christopher Triana and John Wayne Communale think about the subject. Thanks. Keep kicking ass. You guys are doing great. I live week to week just to listen to you. Bye. Well, thanks so much, Derek. Thanks, First dude. and foremost. Good Thank to hear you, from you again, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, it's funny because we were just talking we, about was, this. We were talking about this yeah. this afternoon. We I, and I'll, I'll let you lead us into this answer because you know, we we did have a conversation. We about did, this. we did, and um, and, and like I will say, of the two of us and our work, my stuff, not all of it, but some of it is is very extreme. My stuff is probably the more trigger warning, more extreme out of the two of us. Yeah, yeah, I think my stuff earns more trigger warnings than yours would. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, but but yeah. Here's what we were it's talking. It's not a competition. Dude. No, it's not. Not at <laughs> all. I'm just saying. Like, like yeah, I've no, written I, extreme I, horror. You have yeah. you you haven't yeah. written extreme horror. Uh-uh. No, you've you've written horror, bizarro stuff. You've written a lot of great stuff, but not extreme. I know. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, the thing about reviews is you have to take them with a grain of salt. I mean, um, it's always. always always it's always nice to get good reviews. Bad reviews, maybe they can hurt a little bit. But here's the thing. Um, if you get a book that has a lot of bad reviews, that hurts. But if you constantly just got good reviews from people, um, then you would never know when your book truly was good. So if everyone was just being nice, that would kind of suck because then you wouldn't have as much to celebrate uh, when your book really is loved and really is getting good reviews. Uh, when it comes to the trigger warning thing, uh, this bothers me a lot in reviews where people will say, trigger warning, this contains incest, rape, bestiality, whatever it is. And the reason it bothers me is because it could give away a very big plot point. Spoiler alert. Yeah, a big spoiler in the book. Just to warn a bunch of pussies that can't handle it. I'm like, you're reading horror. You need to That's you know, put sad. on your, your, big, your big girl panties and, and just accept the fact that like you're reading horror. It's going... like. The word horror, look it up, what it means. It's supposed to horrify you. Like, it's not all going to be like, ooh, spooky witches in the craft. It's it's gonna, Some of it's going to be really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that does bug me, the whole trigger warning thing. And that's where I fell on it. I was like, just don't read horror. Then. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's like uh, touching a hot stove and saying like, right. oh, it's hot. Like, right, yeah, right. motherfucker, you know it's hot. It's a fucking stove. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're that if you if you're that sensitive to certain things, you probably should not right. read, watch, listen to anything that's that's horror related 
or true crime related mm-hmm. or any of that. Because unless you just want a reason to complain about it. Right. And which that's the thing. We don't accept. We have this hypersensitive <clears throat> society in America right now where people want to find a reason to be offended. They want to find a reason to be a victim. Uh, and this is just a cold hard fact. I don't care. You can quote me on this. I don't care. This is a fucking fact. I will stand by it. Um, but so yeah, now everything has to come with a fucking pussy ass trigger warning, uh, which really bothers me because again, it, it, it gives away important plot points when you put like this list of stuff that happens that might upset somebody. You know what? In this day and age, everything might upset somebody everything so you're giving away the whole fucking story uh just because of that you can make a little more noise please while i'm talking oh i don't know why don't you beat the desk some more hey you know uh you know like i just put my elbows on a desk so uh anyway i'm i'm sorry too anyway uh yeah, it, and it, it can be frustrating, particularly when your book is labeled as extreme horror or splatterpunk horror, and people are like, oh my god, this had a guy eating guts, and this had rape, and, uh, and bestiality, or whatever it is. Uh, it's like, well, you're reading extreme horror. You know, that's what extreme horror is. So if mm-hmm. you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, and I am absolutely not... F- f- I would never before an author trying to think about censoring themselves right especially as they're writing like oh i don't want to uh set someone off with this so i better amend my idea right i completely disagree with that mm-hmm. uh in in a, the biggest baddest way so you know it, it's it's horror that's what it's supposed to invoke a reaction in you all art is so good that they got a reaction you do you did your job but also, that's not a book for those people. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't make it bad. It just makes it. It's not for them. But right. They don't have the uh, wherewithal to, to to say, you know what, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. No matter how well it's done or written or presented, it's just like I don't like it. So mm-hmm. let me tear it apart. Right. That's and that's what they do. And, uh, and here's the other thing. And I mentioned this earlier when we were discussing it. Um, uh, like. If you wrote an extreme horror novel, right, and people are reading about it, people that are extreme horror fans, mm-hmm. uh, they're reading about the reading reviews of it, and there's all these people saying, one star review saying, this was so vile and so disgusting and so wrong, it was so offensive, I hated it because it just offended every sensibility I have. That's good uh, for for you in the sense that like extreme horror readers are going to see whoa this book was like too much for most people i want to read this fucking thing so there is a a a positive side to the negative review when it comes to extreme horror so i hope that's some solace for you yeah absolutely yeah yeah so next caller so yeah uh keep uh keep doing it dude we appreciate you man all right next caller here we go Uh oh, someone's sighing. Hello, <clears throat> this is Bertrand again. Uh, yes, Chris, my name is Bertrand. Um, you couldn't seem to get it right last time. I guess there's a first time for everything, huh? <laughs> Very funny. Anyway, thank you for playing my call. I don't think that uh, it really got through to either of you guys exactly uh, how awful. I really, truly think you and this show off. Uh, but I guess, uh, you know, all good shit must run its course. 
anyway, keep up the good work, big fan, guys. Uh, Chris, keep being right. Uh, this, uh, yeah, this is true. Bird. Well, thank you, uh, Bernard. Um, this is uh, okay. This is uh, very true that Bertrand Bernard. Uh, Sandra Bernhardt, I think, it was his name. Okay. Uh, but thank you. I am. I am right, and I will keep being right. I won't stop. And this is for you, Barbara. Uh, so thank you and thanks for calling. We really appreciate it. And our show is awful, so you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, here we go. Here's another. One. Okay. Hi. This message is for Sheila. This is Susan at Planned Parenthood. I have your test results. I need you to give me a call back. Oh, okay. Good. It's urgent. Thank you. Oh. Hi, no, Susan. Oh, Susan. Sheila, oh, oh, Sheila is Sheila. a big uh, yeah with with Mandeep or whatever that guy's name was the the Hindu guy yeah. Uh, how, why does Sheila keep giving this number out for herself, <laughs> especially in something so important? Do you think maybe, she got confused? Maybe it's one digit off and and like she doesn't realize it or something. But yeah, that's an important call. Uh, this is her results at so, Planned Parenthood. I, uh, which I support. Well, yeah, and we, we 100% we are, of the profits are, of ours go to Planned yes, Parenthood. Uh, unfortunately, we have zero profits, but they, they, they all would. go to Planned Parenthood. Zero's a percent. Um, yeah, uh, so so that's great. Thanks for calling, Susan. We'll pass it along we'll to try Sheila to, if we can. We will try to. We got to get Sheila to call back. We got. If anybody knows Sheila, tell her we have some messages for her, please. Yes. Uh, and I'd appreciate that. Okay. Next message. Yes, hello. I'm leaving this message for the Chris and the John Wayne. Hi, gentlemen. It's George Silverman, and I'm, I'm so glad. John Wayne, I'm so very glad that you crossed the Mason-Dixon line and came to visit Christopher in the Great White North for the New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. It, it makes my heart so so very happy. And I, I know how hard it is for someone from the South to, to cross that line and, and go up, up there, it's, it's it's a lot of pride, gentlemen. There's a lot of pride to swallow. Like I know you have to swallow hard, like like Freddie Mercury in a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> it's a lot of pride to swallow. And I I just wanted you to know, yes. Mr. John Wayne, that I'm very very proud of you, Christopher. Give that give that man a giant hug and perhaps a little reach around too. You should be very proud of him. Uh, uh, like second or third time caller, long time listener. Love you both. Bye. Well, thank, thank you very George. much, Georgie. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it is very difficult for a Southerner to drive across, uh, you know, state lines uh, because usually they have an ankle bracelet, you know, because they're, okay. you know, and, like, it goes off with a parole yeah. because they're from the South, you know, and mm-hmm. they're they're toothless criminals. Uh, right. And it also it's hard for them to drive uh, because they're usually so drunk. Uh, yeah. But anyway he did it he managed to make I made it. it he made it you I'm... know even a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while yes yes it's as true. my father said to me it's very true i'm i'm sure did he come up with that line himself i'm sure i'm he did. sure he did yes absolutely um, sure he did not. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I, you know what i would think freddie mercury would be really good in a hot dog eating contest yeah that's I why i mean very well you know but i think like the analogy he's trying to make is there's a lot of pride that you have to swallow uh, yeah, well, and and Ch- yeah. and Freddie Mercury swallowed a lot of pride in his day. Well, he is the champion, my friend. I love Freddie Mercury. I do too. <clears throat> so much. I wish he wasn't mm. dead. Yeah, me too. But no, I great. wish I could grow a mustache too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, 
He had a cool mustache. He did. Thanks for calling, George. Georgie, we appreciate it, dude. Call again. Uh, keep up the keep up the fight. We I think we have one more message. One more. So let's see what this is. Fucking weirdos. Okay. okay. Well, that was one hundred percent accurate. Wow. All right. Well. Call. Yep. Yeah, you got our number, dude. I believe this is the same guy who shot Larry Flint in the spine. I think he's coming for us. Oh no. Yeah. Well. I can't blame him. Can you? No. Um, I blame him for shooting Larry Flint, but us, we got it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long time coming. We do. So long thank time you. listener, long time coming. <laughs> yeah, so, so thank you, caller. We are fucking weirdos. Uh, and right back at you. Yep. Uh, suck my dick. Oh. Okay, now that the Corey hotline is done, you got to remember this is John Wayne's birthday. This is a special celebration. Uh, so now, without further ado... John Wayne Kamiali is going to sing one of his original songs. Here we go, live with John Wayne. Take it away, John Wayne. One, two, one, two, three, and I'm tired of trying. song give up by john wayne kamiali his band is john wayne is dead and you can pick up their music and if you live in the texas area you can see them live also we tour the country that too when the country is open again a tour yep. <clears throat> but anyway it's my birthday and i'll cry if i want to john wayne it's your birthday happy oh. birthday these chairs worse <laughs> all right so now 
So bring us. Oh, pardon me. Yes. So, uh, so now I think we should get into our uh, topics, uh, or a topic. Topic. Yeah. Which is kind of a loose topic this time, but you know, it's your birthday. We're sort of having fun. Hanging loose like sleeve of wizard. Word. <laughs> Word. What's the topic called? I, we, did we have come up a call? Uh, I uh, just think... Uh, cannibal... Yes, I think I, we'll I think just call it... We'll call it that. Oh, we'll yeah. Just, cannibals? Cannibal hookers. Oh, uh, well, I mean, the, we're going to talk about more than, than just that one. We're going to talk about Abomination too. Oh, yeah. So maybe we'll just call it Shit Movie Fest. All right, here we go. <laughs> so here's our topic, which is... One, two, three, four! Shit movie, movie hot topic, belt studded, hooker fast, ruined, birthday. He ruined it, but You're it's his birthday. Cuck. Anyway, anyway, we, uh, <laughs> so we've been hanging yeah, out. We have. And, and we've been watching some movies. Yes, we some have. Very, uh, if you've listened to the show, if you're a longtime listener, first time caller, uh, you know that we've had a two-part episode on trash films. On trash, trash films, films, yes, yes. Uh, and you are very knowledgeable on that. Yes, and being up with you, I saw uh, your vast collection in the panic room. Um, yes, of all my trash cinema. Which <laughs> also happens to have a lot of uh, phallic... Uh, Okay. Foam phalluses yeah, off it of the wall when you're in there, and that's cool. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I, I imagine it's for acoustics. Well, yeah, but uh, but but, uh, no, but no, they actually aren't there. Uh, so that's the but other they thing. are. But um, we wa- you showed me some a couple of cool ass movies that we watched. One of them, the first like uh, one of them was Cannibal Hookers. Yes, you want to talk about that one first? Sure. Okay, yeah, but it's... you hadn't seen it yet, right? No, I had. I, uh, yeah, well, tell, yeah. Tell there's me. a funny story about this, where uh, the uh, VHS box. This is a movie that came out in the mid '80s, uh, very, very, very low budget, shot on video movie, um, and uh, the box cover, the VHS box cover, is insane. It's super graphic and fucked up. It's like you know these hookers ripping a guy apart and eating him. Uh, cannibal hookers. So. It haunted you in your dreams, did it not? It, it, I wouldn't say haunted. It excited and aroused me in my dreams. Because you told me from you when you were like a kid, you would see this in the video store. Again, in the excited mo- and aroused. Right, right. Yes. I'm saying, but like <laughs> even back, when I was a child. <laughs> but back then, like you, the, but we can all relate to seeing covers like in the video right, store and that, that like, freaked oh, us out. Shit, yeah, that absolutely. looks like something absolutely. I might like. Ooh. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't super young when I saw it. But anyway, I, I, I vaguely remembered it. Um, and, uh, you know, as I got older and I was hunting that down uh, trash cinema and VHS treasures, I, I saw that, that photo again. And I looked for it for a long time. And it was not available on DVD anywhere because it is super low-budget trash. It's not even a cult classic where, like, you know, like people are like, oh, you got to see this, like, like things. Definitely or like not that. a cult classic. <laughs> well, but it should but be. But it should be. It should it, be. But I would understand uh, but, if it was, too. Like, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, in, in, like, 2018 or something, it finally got released on DVD uh, on a bare-bones you know, release, no bonus features, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone bought the rights to it and, and re-released it, and I snatched it up. Uh, but I, I really wanted to uh, watch it with somebody, like, you know, and, and have fun. Uh, and so it was, like, perfect timing. Uh, you know, Mr. John Wayne came up to visit, and I was like, let's watch Cannibal Hookers. 
mm-hmm. together. And so we did. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about Cannibal, Cannibal Hookers, a fine, fine film. A fine shot on video film. Now, yes. you know, okay, so it's it's called, this movie's called Cannibal Hookers, and it, mm-hmm. tr- it kind of sets the scene, it will, the opening makes no sense at all. Nope. But the premise is that <clears throat> these girls, these two young ladies, are joining a sorority. Yes. And their initiation that is that is said to the told to them by their uh, whoever inductee the house, the house mother, mother whoever yeah, the fucking, whatever, they, the whatever big, they're called the big swinging dick in the sorority house tells them that they have to go uh, on Saturday night walk the Sunset Strip as hookers dressed and, as hookers yep. and turn one trick apiece yeah and that's the funny part of this it's like not only do they like okay it's like oh yeah you're walking around like a hooker that's the typical kind of fraternity thing but the the house mother is like and you have to pick up at least one trick so she's telling him you have to be a whore, a whore. to get into this sorority and, which and is absurd it is it's very and, but here's what's even more absurd these girls go along with it they're that, like, that's well, what's I even guess, crazier. Yeah, I guess that's what we have to do. Clearly written by a man. Such the script, the female dialogue is so horrible. Yeah, like I actually movie. said that when we were watching it, I was like, "This is clearly written by a guy." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it's funny we were talking about this where the uh, the one that's like got the bleach blonde hair and just yeah. looks way sluttier was the one who was like, "I don't she know was about the chase, this." Like she was, she was the yeah. voice of reason. She's like, "I don't know about this," and like the. The very average looking the girl facts next door. Of, yeah, the the facts of life brunette was yeah. like, no, nah, we're gonna do it. We'll do whatever it takes. I spread my lips to get into this fucking sorority. Oh yeah, I, I don't know if she said that. But, she did. Uh, okay. Yeah, but then they that not only did they go do this, they meet the the mother the yes down at the Hooker Street Hooker Alley, <laughs> if you will, and she's like, hey, when you pick up your trick, take them to this address. Mm-hmm. Yep. And don't forget to charge extra for blowjobs. Blowjobs. Which, which we says, were like, that's the cheapest yeah, thing. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, we've gone to hookers a lot. It's yeah, like, like, that that's the like only a... way anyone would fuck us is if we paid them. Exactly. And so, blowjobs are so Blowjobs cheap. are much cheaper than sex. You can get you know? a punch card for blowjobs. Yeah, like, like you charge extra for anal. Like, yeah. that's what any good, sensible prostitute Decent does. Decent Christian prostitute Right. That's, that's, yeah. Right. Any good, decent girl would charge extra for anal, not blowjobs. Uh, uh, so anyway, we already like completely ruined our reputation <coughs> in the last two seconds. <coughs> Did we? Uh, that, that's what she said. You completely ruined your reputation in two seconds. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you get it, right? <coughs> that's a cum joke. Because he came too fast. Uh, anyway... So they and they and <laughs> yeah, the, the girl know. is like the mother, the sorority mother, sa- says they have to go to this address, right? And they go there. But here's what. But they end up like they end up kind of almost getting a cop out because they mm. meet up with guys from the college yeah. that that one of them happens to be kind of dating. Yeah, yeah. They, they know these guys know. and like you know they're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could come back there and tell them you're our tricks, but your friend mm-hmm. of ours, they won't know. Uh, yeah. So they 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 puss out. Uh, yeah, but, but what they don't know mm-hmm. is that this house is not like any other house. It's filled with not just hookers, but cannibal hookers. <coughs> and that cannibal hookers also comes with a question mark at the end of it. It kind of does, because they 
they're cannibals that they they they're definitely eating their tricks. They're eating men. But then like there's these things in it where it's like are they vampires because they like need blood to survive kind of and then like one of them when they So yeah, uh, there is a question mark in, in that. In that, um, like, there are moments where you wonder: it's like, well, do they need to eat people to survive? Uh, like some kind of vampire? Uh, then they, there's like they a, behave as if they are some kind of supernatural. They do. Creatures. They do. Like, because there's no explanation of why a whole group of women would decide to be cannibals. So it's like you you're forced to ascertain that they need to in order to, to survive. Yeah, and then also they do this weird thing where when like. You know the 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 GoBot Kelly Bundy uh, gets yes. turned into one of these things, uh, and, and that's what we called it because that's yeah, what she looks like. That's what she looks like. Because this was this was made in the '80s, and all the girls have enormous, immaculate, big hair with like the big wave bangs. bangs yeah. And this particular girl is wearing like a a tube top. She's a te- teased out bleach blonde hair. And I will say for all of you guys and lesbians, there's a whole lot of hooter in this movie. Uh, you get to see. Some really uh, sweet hooter. The first girl in the movie, not so much, okay. but the second girl in the movie, Baba Boom. All right, definitely, definite hooter moody, but ooh, hooter moody, but <coughs> the Moody Hooters is our new band. We're a cover of the Moody Blues. But here's We're where the it moody gets. Hooters. Here's where it gets confusing. Is that it seems that Do stop. It seems that these girls are the hookers that are cannibals are are monsters or vampires or something because they bite true. other girls on the neck like they bite Gobot Kelly and Bundy on the neck yeah. and then she goes back to the house where there's a party and she finds like the girl next door facts of life chick up in a room like she's gonna like take a nap during a party yeah. because that's what you do and then like she's like oh I have to give you something and she's like what and she bites her just bites her on the neck it's not like she rip does anything else and then she leaves and then all of a sudden she's now a cannibal yeah and and that's how it perpetuates itself is that they're like I have to give you something and they only they eat men and they have this like guy named Lobo that is like yeah, he's kind of like the Renfield character yeah. where he's like their slave does their bidding. Type Lobo thing. will smash. He's the muscle. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, but he gets kind of mad when he's not getting any pussy. Yeah, he's promised. Yeah. They keep promising him that they're gonna fuck him if he keeps doing all this stuff for yeah. them. But yeah. they're like basically he figures out that they're just stringing him along. Yeah, and he rebels and he kills like the leader and. Yes. Well, let's not give it all away. I, because, is there uh, anything to really give away? Well, in this I, movie? I, I think anyone who loves trash cinema should really seek this movie out. Okay. Uh, I'm speaking to the people that have already seen things and Greasy Strangler yeah. movies like that. If you like that kind of stuff, uh, you need to seek this out because it's not a uh, a big uh, you know cult film among uh, yeah. trash cinema lovers like myself. Uh, it's uh, it's just like a random thing that I finally managed to get, and I highly recommend it. 
uh, cannibal hookers. Cannibal hookers. You will not regret it. It has a, and, it and has the cops, the, the detectives are the worst. They're dude. horrible. They're horrible. They're, they're the worst. They ever. might as well. They might as well have uh, like a, a clown music sound effect following them the entire time, like the cops in Halloween Five. Uh, it's they're that so ridiculous. Bad. Yeah, it's so they bad. They're so bad. And the ending is. The ending is like we were like, is that the end? <laughs> like, I, yeah, we were like, did we miss something? Yeah, like, it, just, what? it ends so suddenly it, it, and abruptly. it's so like the, the it's so anticlimactic. It's just like, oh well, I guess that's it. There's no closure. There's nothing. It's beautiful. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful film. So it's, yeah, we, it was pretty good. I I would say I give it okay out of five stars. What do you give? I give it say five stars. Uh, out of five stars, I give it eight stars. Whoa, that's a lot of stars. I did really like this movie. It was a lot of fun. As much as mm-hmm. shitty as it was, we, it was, had, we had a lot of fun watching it. Oh my it god, it was so together. fun. It's, it, it's, it's shitty, but, but great. Man, it was really fun. Yeah, it was. Um, and we also watched another film. And that this brings one us I, to our next one, yes. Yeah, the, 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 that brings us to... I, 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 uh, I had seen this movie a couple of times before. Uh, and this is another one. Um, unlike Cannibal Hookers, you really can't find this one I, I there is like some release that it had which was like a dual release with another movie but it was in japan or something so you would have to get a bootleg and have a region zero player uh there's never been an official dvd release of this this is a, a super low budget film from 1986 came out direct to video this is the time of the mom and pop video store you know where like anybody could could make anything and the, the demand was for for home movies was so big that any pile of shit could get on a video store shelf and that's how this got out there this is a little film called the abomination and i introduced mr john wayne to this just the other day and yeah what was your take on it john wayne? well this if if you are it like we mentioned earlier things so if you've seen things then you know that it things is something that uses a lot of the same footage over and over again <laughs> and every single sound that you hear all the voices all the dialogue it's all adr after yeah, the fact yeah it, it's it's uh this is this is like that but way worse and way i things so. is bad but like this has no like they keep showing just like footage that would is not necessary yeah over and over again, elongated. Like the fucking scenes. horses, they'll just be like, and here's some footage oh, of a horse. Oh, that I didn't get that. Yeah, they, but first of all, like they show somebody running, but for way longer than they need yeah, to, the and chase. then they throw to these scenes of like, they're like a horse and a you know a fucking lamb, and then and here's, here's a the gazelle flowers. getting cut by a lion. Now, they didn't do that, <laughs> no, but, no, I, but I joked about that because yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like stock that. footage. It's stock footage of like flowers and cows standing around. Yeah. And and the ADR like everything is it's as if Chris and I were standing at like in front of this microphone making all of the sound effects yes, with yes. our mouth. Yeah. It's, Un- it's, they did unnecessary shit. Like a guy did. sits in a leather chair and they're like And by those who may not understand when he's talking about ADR, basically this movie had they didn't have sound. Yeah. Uh, when they were filming it. They had no boom mics or anything like that. So uh, what they did is they recorded the sound after the fact and added sound effects. And as he was saying, a lot of the sound effects are way over the top, like a guy creaking in a chair and you're... And, and just, like, hilarious shit like that. So that's one of the big comedy elements, unintentionally funny moments uh, of the film is the, is the sound quality. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is... It, I mean, it was honestly one of my favorite parts just because... I didn't think it could get 
like every time they did something, I was like, oh come on, like the cl- like somebody be walking and they'd hit every footstep. Yeah, like, yeah. Like some guy's job was like to hit yeah. a wood block, and he was just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. every time that guy took a, yeah, step, yeah, a couple dude. of coconuts that he was banging together. Yeah. But like vehemently, like they, yeah, they, he was, and yeah. and they went. Oh, but like like I was saying, you know, the, they they did things unnecessarily, like the squeaks of the leather chair, the shit yes. that that guy was taking. Yes, that's a very important part. Like, There's a scene in the movie where this woman goes to see her favorite preacher. This and, made no sense. And it's so funny because like she's at the front desk and the and the secretary's like, oh well, he'll see you now. The woman walks in and he's not at his desk, but he's in the adjacent bathroom with the door open. open. And you just hear these very exaggerated farting, expelling feces sounds like, and it's and she's just sitting there like, uh, okay, and she's he's like, just mm-hmm. he's just shitting his brains out, and it's all and this, you keep seeing his hand reach for toilet paper over and like, over and over again. and over. They he keep cutting so back much. to that same. He needs like, so much because he has such a mud butt. It made uh, no sense, yeah. <laughs> but it's clearly somebody like it made sense. It was just gross. <laughs> With their mouth, like, just yeah. making fart sounds. Yeah. Uh, quality uh, quality filmmaking. God damn. Yeah. Uh, but it's all it's all uh, foreshadowing, as I we guess. learn. For, uh, well, no, it is for, the, like, what happens to him oh. in, in the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We had, I said, yeah. had to, they, had yeah. to, they had to plant that scene and establish yeah. that he takes shits. Yes. So that at the end, yes. when he gets killed taking a shit, yes. we're not surprised. We're not surprised. Because, <laughs> like, you know, otherwise we'd be like, oh, he takes he shits. He takes shits? No one takes shits. Who does that? You know, like, well, you, you need to have clarification. Uh, but anyway, this movie, plot-wise, uh, basically this woman... Uh, uh, she gets a tumor uh, that she manages to cough up. I don't know how that works, but she coughs up this tumor, uh, and her son is the main character of the film. Uh, and he like the she she throws the tumor in the trash. She believes she's been healed by an evangelical. She does. Preacher, though. She does. She's she, by the preacher who takes a lot of shits. Yeah. Um, you would she, think he would be named Brother Shit, but his name is Brother Fog. Brother Fog. He uh. uh Yes, brother. Shit. Well, that not to be conf- confused with Father Evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, man, that's terrible. God, I can't wait till we see him again. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So. Uh. Where the fuck was I? Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. So so. So, he, so anyway, he she throws. The thing he, well, yeah, she throws the the tumor in the trash, and what happens is the son is asleep, and the tumor crawls out of the trash and crawls into his mouth. Uh, as tumors tend to do, uh, and from there hilarity ensues. Oh man! Um, uh, basically, wow. this tumor is uh, at least like they never really make it clear. There's a lot of things where like you think something's happening, and the kid wakes up, and it was all a dream, but then it happens again. It's very confusing. <sighs> so convoluted. It's so convoluted and stupid. But anyway, the main plot is that this tumor he eats his mother's tumor, which is already a great story, uh, and. Uh, it, it regenerates through him and becomes this monster known as the Abomination. And he thinks it dates back to, like, the beginning of the universe and biblical and all this biblical shit. Uh, and basically, it's a big yonic monster. It looks like a big vagina with teeth. Uh, and 
he's just trying to feed it, and so he kills person after person after person, and there are these long scenes of nothing happening. Uh, like that whole scene where the two trucks are driving. And oh, like, my God. They're handing a, the guy's handing a beer to the girl <clears throat> in the other truck, and they just keep driving, and they're, like, laughing and driving. And, of course, again, there's no sound, so there's no dialogue. Yeah. There's just this, like, <laughs> like this really shitty music. Um, it's And then the scene... Bad. Where, where you were talking about, where, like, the woman is being chased in the beginning of the movie, and they just run and run and run forever. Oh, yeah, they bring it back at they the end. They bring it back in the end. And not only is that bad enough that they're showing you a, a long running scene that you didn't, that wasn't interesting the first time, but now they're adding uh, his internal monologue. So you're hearing him say, the abomination which makes all things desolate. Over and over and over and over. And it's like pitch shifted and put on top of itself to make it interesting. But it's like, but it's not interesting. so bad. Yeah, there's like the slow motion version. And then there's the high pitch version. Yeah. It just goes on like that forever. It seems like forever. It's like five minutes, which is forever. It's the last 45 minutes of the film. It's fucking horrible. The abomination. Yeah. This woman is running through the field. But once you get past that, you get to the gold of the movie, uh, because the monster is you know a puppet and everything, and it's pretty well done. And like I will have to say this about the movie is that the gore effects for the budget that they had and the time that it was made are pretty goddamn good. And then the finale of the movie is the the guy feeding the abomination. At this point, the abomination is everywhere. It's like at, reaching out of the cabinets in the kitchen. It's under the stove. It's like somehow permeated the entire house uh and he's feeding it and i love this scene because he's got like a big pot of guts and he's feeding the guts to the abomination and i and i think i was telling you they're actual guts they're guts they're yeah. not special effects like they are clearly real guts like uh they cheap, are cheap guts or something yeah they like must they must something. have gone to the butcher shop or a farm or something and got leftover sheep or cow intestines and and lungs and and other uh, uh discard uh for meat processing because they are real fucking guts and it's so gross because the guy's just digging into the into it with his bare hands and just throwing it in yeah it's it's vile it's, uh, yeah. and, and oh and i also want to point out that several people in this movie get their hands bitten off and yes. it's the classic like <laughs> like if you're watching like the video right yeah. now it's like Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. like your hand is in your sleeve, yeah, and, and like the like blood, blood is sporting. Like, oh, it's oh, so cheap. Every, yeah, like, yeah. like that happens at least three times, and it's always the yes. same thing. And, and when the one so woman great. dies, she's just screaming for like There's ten a minutes. Lot of like ah, ah, it just goes on for like ten minutes, and then they have the fucking unmitigated gall. To have him have flashbacks of this shit, so you're watching it all over again. These long sequences of ah, ah, ah. So anyway, it's a great movie. Yeah, I give it a five. Yeah. <laughs> I give it a five. Uh, it was um, that was a good one as well. Yeah, but, but yeah. I posted damn. a little clip of it on Instagram, yeah, and people did. were like, "Where can I find this? Is this streaming?" And I'm like. No, like, like, like this wasn't even released on an official DVD release. Like, I have a old VHS uh, transfer that a buddy of mine made for me because I wanted it so bad. It's just transferred from VHS. Yeah, it looks like shit uh, uh, because the movie's shit. It's it's, uh, but it should have a proper release because it should. It was filmed in horror vision. 
No, no, no. no. The other one. Oh, that was the other one we watched. Right? We no, watch we, it did, all. we didn't Never watch mind. it all. No, no, I won't bring it up. We're going to watch this it later. Is, this is a little film called Boarding House, which I'm introducing to him to probably tonight. Probably uh, we'll Filmed in Horror Vision. Yeah. We started to watch it, but uh, what he else was... are we supposed to watch tonight? Danzig's movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Veronica. So you got a nice uh, double feature of Veronica and Boarding House. Oh, man. Boarding House is way better, um, but Veronica is so bad, you need to see it. Yeah. Okay. But Boarding House is not exactly good. It's just insane. It's just one so, of those trash movies. It's a super. It's it's a trash movie gem. Uh, yeah. Boarding House is really really good. For those of you who like trash cinema, I highly recommend Boarding House. It's insane, uh, and we'll probably talk about that on a later episode because I'm going to introduce you to it tonight. Yeah, but if you are interested in like the trash cinema um, genre and whatnot, these two films we've talked about tonight and films I'm using in the loosest fashion uh, are are worth watching. <laughs> they I, are, I really, yes. I re- we both really enjoyed ourselves watching, this. Yes. especially like the Cannibal Hookers. You know, you hadn't seen it either, and like we no, had, I was saving. We it, had yeah. a lot of fun watching that. Yeah, like, for sure. And yeah. then Abomination was just like, what the fuck is this, yeah, yeah. dude? <laughs> and it was it was a lot of fun to watch and be like, oh. Okay, here they go. Yes, you know, yes. so it was a good time. Recommend both. Rec- I yeah. recommend both of those because this is a lost age. This is this is a time we'll probably never see again. Where, when uh, when VHS and VCRs first came out in the mid '80s, um, it, there was a huge demand for it. Like people loved the fact that they could rent movies and watch whatever they wanted, and not just sit and watch TV <clears throat> and wait like for their favorite movie to come on, yeah. or any movie to come on. Uh, so. It was so popular, in fact, that big studios couldn't keep up with the demand. Uh, so video stores were hungry for anything. And so uh, some you know, slippery entrepreneurs made some cheap garbage, like The Abomination or Boarding House or Sledgehammer or whatever, uh, and managed to get it on shelves. This is something that wouldn't happen now. You know, like someone can't just make a shot on video movie and get it on Netflix, you know? It doesn't work that way anymore, but at the time... But you can a, get it on Amazon. Amazon has a lot of crap. Prime. <laughs> yeah, like but, but it, you know, like, you can't make something new and expect to get it on any kind of stream in sight. Uh, yeah, the video store is dead, uh, but at the, at the time... And this is before, you know, Blockbuster took over and, and big studios realized the demand of video stores. Uh, and then, like, those those, you know... Uh, weird gems went away but there was a very brief period in the 80s and that's when these movies came out like the abomination and uh cannibal hookers and boarding house yeah uh it was a golden age of trash cinema very cool so. well um it's my birthday so i'm gonna uh you have a cake for me don't you nope oh but i, oh, I i'm gonna okay. make you some nice chicken and mashed potatoes can you make it in the shape of a cake Sure. All right. As in a a cake that's been a cake that's been broken up and made into a pile of food. Just let's just like all smash onto oh, top of each other. All right. Hey, so, I've been cooking all sorts of good stuff. I know you. you're a good guy. I'm just fucking with you. Birthday. It's my birthday. And that's it. That's our show. Yeah, we're gonna watch uh, some more trash movies. We right are. Now. We are. We hope you enjoyed the show. We've had a lot of fun recording it. Uh, you know, it's really a. It's a, it's a fun experience. What a pleasure to be together. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, just to be together in the same room. That rhymes and you know it. That rhymes and you know it rhymes. Admit it. So, uh, we we love you all. Uh, we're, we're really been partying these last couple of days. It's a really good time. Uh, we both need it. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
So we love you. Thanks for calling the Corey Hotline. Remember to keep calling. Keep calling. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. We love you. I love you. You love you. La, la.